0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is the Becca Sweet Show, and today I am coming to you from New York City. And on my podcast, I will be discussing the passing of the legend rapper Earl Simmons, known as D.M and let me start off by saying before I get into the life and career of um, Earl Simmons known as DMX, I believe that his soul and body was tired um, on this earth and I really felt as when he was in a coma the past days before he passed. Um, On April 9th of 2021, and he passed in White Plains, New York, and believe of a cardiac arrest of a heart attack and a drug overdose, I really felt deep down in my soul and spirit that he was not going to bounce back. He was not going to come back from it. And I really felt like if he did, that maybe he would turn his life around. But let me tell you, this man has so many demons. I mean, he prayed so hard. Like his friends and mentor, Earth Gotti and um, Jay-Z and others have said, even his ex-wife. He prayed so hard. I mean, to, to just... You know, be that person to, you know, get off the drugs, stay clean, you know, be a great father Um, before he got a divorce to try to hold his marriage together. He really tried so hard, but you know what? It all started from his childhood. His mother really didn't care about him, really didn't, and I believe she really didn't care about his siblings either. They would go to bed hungry at night. Hungry. Hungry. With no food in their stomach. Can you imagine? I mean this guy. Didn't have a chance. From childhood. And I tell you what. I know he died of a drug overdose. But honestly I am not going to hold that against him. I'm not. I mean he's going to go meet his maker. I don't know if he met. God yet, but I tell you what this guy, with all the success he had on this earth, you and I would think that he he would have lived beyond the age of fifty. I mean you know the big five zero I mean, I really feel sorry for him, um following him through the years and as a kid and reading about him. And, um, looking at his documentaries, you, you would think that, wow, he would just really get it together. And I, I'm really not going to go in on my radio podcasts about rumors and, you know, if, you know, did he really die by his hand or, you know, um, but I do know that it was Demons that um the reason he is no longer with us and I just gotta say that I really really my condolences to his family his friends his loved ones and he seemed like such a great guy he really did He, he you know um but going into him Earl Simmons was born in Yonkers, New York on December 18, 1970. And as I mentioned, he died April 9, 2021 in White Plains, New York. Now, as a kid, his mom took on the responsibility of raising him and his siblings. And Earl's father was would be nowhere around. I mean, Earl's dad really cut him out of his life when he was just a baby and you know when he come to new york because i believe he was an art dealer he really didn't see dmx but i did find pictures online of um dmx and his dad together but he really didn't want anything to do with his son i mean even when he was famous isn't that crazy it's crazy So, his father left his mother alone to raise him and his four sisters in their one-bedroom apartment. One-bedroom apartment. Mm. DMX would say his mother was not capable of looking after him. And, you know, this will really start his adolescent years. The reason, you know, he got arrested and the hardcore life that he had. Um, he says sometimes, you know, like I mentioned, he would go to bed hungry and he said there, and I know there was one thing that broke my heart where he said that his mother, well, there was a couple of things, actually, his mother would lock the food in her closet where him or his sisters couldn't get to the food and they would go to bed hungry, wake up hungry. And the only time they ate was when she woke up. Isn't that crazy? And he said um, there was one time she had a bottle of perfume on her dresser. And he went over because he was so hungry. He went over and he drank her bottle of perfume. And he said jokingly it was pretty good. Isn't that crazy? Pretty good. Let me just think for a second. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I mean, God, God bless. Thank God that, like I mentioned about my childhood, that that it was nice. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, he spent his childhood mostly in Yonkers and not far from the Bronx. Sorry. He suffered um, greatly from asthma. And on occasion, there were times where he was constantly rushed to the hospital because he was short of breath, like he couldn't breathe. I mean, at least his mother did that right, right? At least she got that correct. At least she didn't let him die, and we got to witness his music. And he became DMX. Um, but life through the years for DMX, let me tell you, it was not getting any better. Um, you know, as a kid, his mother would date guys on and off, and her boyfriends would beat him up. And he will go to school, by the way, as he got in trouble in school and got thrown out of school school. Sorry, in and out of school. He will have bruises on his face, cuts on his face. Can you can you imagine a kid? I mean, this is like elementary. I mean, can you imagine a kid trying to defend himself from these monsters? And, 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 you know, he probably saying to himself as a kid. Do I really deserve this? Like, why, why am I going through this? Like, why, why am I dealing with this? What is wrong with me? You know, and I believe that's where the demons came in at. And, you know, and, and this guy must have constantly prayed. I mean, night and night and night and day. He must have. But like I said, life through the years for DMX was not getting any better. You know, and he found himself getting into... Fights and getting kicked out of school I mean a lot of this caused his um you know living conditions at home and can you believe he was um just trying to find his way trying to find his path I mean it's so sad and um he was sent to reform school. And, you know, he was still getting in fights. And um, him and his friend, they actually escaped um, when he got in trouble. But his mother wanted him to come back because he he had a two-year sentence. And then I believe he got put back in school after he finished. But what happened was um, that's where he really found his talent. And, you know, his beatboxing. Because, let's face it, a lot of people, you know, like when they go to jail or when they go to prison, um they find, some, you know, they find their talent. I mean, DMX always knew that there was something there. And, by the way, I would either call him Earl or I would call him DMX. Um, either or. <laughs> um Yeah, I just like when I call... um Someone either by their birth name or by their uh, stage name. So, yeah, I mean, as a boy, he would change his life when he found music and talent at the reform school. But you know one thing that really bothers me? When he was at the reform school, because he said it was beautiful green grass, and i love beautiful green grass and as people know me i love the blue sky and i love the sun um but his mother said to him oh you like it here huh he goes yeah i like it she says then you can stay and like he said i didn't even have a bag she says oh no you know you can stay and went home with his sister. And, and, and she kept him there But hey you know what That's where DMX found his music And he started writing And um, he started freestyling And as I mentioned He started beatboxing um, And so um, They say how he got his name Is from the drum machine um, It was a DMX machine And he loved that machine And he had a friend Named Um ready rom that asked him to team up with him and a couple of other rappers and because he told him he said you know what you got talent you should really stick to this you know you're good um you're amazing um and they were really impressed with earl and his beatbox and yeah i mean he kept pushing and uh he 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 he, like he said he said he didn't stop and can you believe that it took him 13 years actually to reach the top of his success that i'm going to talk about in a few so yeah um i mean man those demons was just i tell you it's really really crazy you know But, I mean, at the time that he was, I love this song. (laughs) I had to take a breath there. I mean, at the time that he was um, starting to write, he was still getting into trouble. Um, Although things were looking up for him, you know, he was in and out of trouble with the law. I mean, his crimes went from carjacking to um, stealing dogs from a junkyard. And I and I mean you know he served time and but but like I said at least his mother did right and try to tell him to you know you know do your time and get out and you know try to get yourself on track and by the way his grandmother was everything to him really she was everything to him and um his grandmother was uh she was diagnosed with cancer and it was the only time I believe it was for 1994 before he started getting noticed excuse me from the labels um In the magazines, but his grandmother was like his mother, like helped raise him. And, you know, he was trying to do right, but his demons, he was fighting. And the only time, like his sister mentioned... Uh, in his documentary The only time DMX really One of his sisters mentioned The only time DMX really got himself together Was when his grandmother was sick And dying of cancer And I think she battled it For about A year I believe or two And when she died he went right back down And he was sober No drugs to him He didn't sell drugs He was making his music He was selling music on the street on the corner, and he was making waves. He really was. And he just kept getting in trouble after his grandma passed. He went right back to his ways. You know, I just want to take a second with this song because I love this song. So, yeah, you know, when DMX, when he was in and out of trouble with the law, in and out of jail, you know, he started mixing tapes with Ready Rom. Um, and like I mentioned, he was selling um, his music um, on the corner, actually in New York. And he really started building like a small fan base. And when he when and they started noticing that. So he started having labels Um come up to him and magazines started writing articles on him because they really started to see his potential they really started to see his talent and they're like yo my god like he's you know he's getting good he's doing good um and i believe um he signed to columbia records and his first um single was born loser and this really started to change for him I believe he didn't drop another single until maybe over a year later. I believe where um, he really started reaching his success, which was 1994, when he released Ready to Make a Move. And he was building his brand and collaborating and working with artists from like Jay-Z to Ja Rule to LL Cool J. And there was also um, it said that uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but Jairu was I don't know if it's true or not, but Jairu was saying that um, DMX kind of sound a little bit like him. And honestly, growing up as a kid in the '90s, I really was like I, I really I, I really could I I, I mean. Ja Rule was Ja Rule and DMX was DMX. And I think I really first remember Ja Rule. Talk about him for just a second. I think I really remember um Ja Rule when he did the song with J Lo. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez at the time. Um, so really when it I really didn't think that they sound like each other, but the good news is DMX and Ja Rule, they squash that. You know, you know how it is. A little competition here and there hey yo just you know does he sound like me is he trying to be me um you know his girls be like oh you know is her music sounding like mine like i mentioned on my other radio podcasts about mariah carey and j-lo and j-lo trying to take what well, wasn't j-lo it was tommy Mato. but i'm not gonna get into that let's keep it dmx okay dmx i like this song i mean i am a dmx fan and let me just say this before i continue um a lot of people they're saying that well people forgot about dmx dmx was kind of like gone uh as they say in the music or the entertainment industry that could be very cruel washed up but let me tell you something dmx was a legend it's still a legend He's never going to die. People are still talking about him. They're, I mean, everywhere I go, um, here in New York, even when I go to Jersey, people are like, Oh, DMX, 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 DMX. The magazines, like, from people um, to hip-hop, um, to source, all of them right now, they're trying to do his um, remembrance. They're, um, they're getting everything together. They're writing. Let me tell you something. DMX, I... I like, his song right now playing, oh my God, oh my God. I, I love all his music. I, I love all his songs. Oh, uh, I am a DMX fan. I really am. And I was looking at my CDs not too long ago, and I have, like, four of his albums. Although I mentioned later on that he he had, like, top five that put him over the top. That made him, like, well-known, like, global. But he was like one of the first in history. But I mean honestly. DMX man. He's one of those rappers. Like I would say when it comes to singers. Like Aretha Franklin. Marvin Gaye. Michael Jackson. Mariah Carey. Celine Dion. Barbara Tristan. Lady Gaga. Um, Oh my God. I could go on forever. Every song. That they sing. Thing or rap I can listen to Like I would never turn it off It's so good because their voice And their rap is so talented Like um let me mention Biggie Smalls And let me put Tupac in there too I don't know what was going on With them too, But I'm going to be talking about them later In my radio podcast coming up On some episodes of mine Um both of them separate I'm going to talk about their life and legacy but let me tell you they have voices Jay-Z too like you can't turn them off they're so good they're so talented I mean eh, oh my god <laughs> they they're they're so they're so good you know um I like this beat right here um yeah so DMX left Columbia records and I guess rumor has it that he wasn't really happy. So Def Jam picked him up and I remember looking at him in a documentary where he said that it was like four in the morning I believe it's somewhere like around four in the morning and they were and um Def Jam were trying to um sign new rappers and DMX say they had about like 20 21 of them in the booth and DMX just came on the mic and they said that um His jaw was wired shut because, by the way, DMX, he faced death a couple of times, okay? He was beat up so bad. And right before he got his record deal with Def Jam, he was beat up. I believe he was hospitalized. His mouth, because I guess he had dental work, but his mouth was, like, wired shut. And they said when he got on the mic, I mean, he let it rip. Oh, my God, when I saw the video, and this was before he died, actually. This had to be about, no lie, about three or four years ago. When I seen him rip on the mic, I was like, oh my God, that's how DMX got with Def Jam. Hey, I was like, oh my God. I mean, he was like a beast on the mic, okay? He was like straight up gangsta, okay? I mean, he let it all rip out. And um, I don't know if it was the CEO. It wasn't the A&R guy. Irv Gotti was in the studio. Okay, because Irv Gotti was the one. I'll give you a little backstory. um Irv Gotti was the one that sent DMX over with him to Def Jam. He was telling Jeff Jam, let me tell you something. You got to sign this guy. You got to sign this dude. This guy is going to make your rap label. You got you to gotta sign him. And they were like, okay, okay, Herb. Okay, all right. You know, you bring talent. Okay, okay, we'll take a listen. And you know, Irv Gotti um, got him in the studio, like I said, with the other rappers. And I don't know if it was the CEO or the producer or Def Jam. One of them was a big guy of Def Jam. I don't know if it was the president, but he said that if his mother was in the studio that night with him, she would have been like, "Sign that boy right there." They said DMX out, and like he drowned all the other rappers out. And, you know, basically, um, not trying to get into Biggie Smalls, but Biggie Smalls was kind of like the same way when he was like beatboxing, rapping on the street, he would drown out all the other rappers. And be, and some of the rappers that Biggie Smalls was out beating in the rap game, they were tiny. And then here comes this real big guy, I mean, on the mic, giving it to them. And they're like, oh, who want to go after Biggie? Same thing with DMX. They're like... Who want to go at the DMX? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, they like, who want to go at the DMX? You know? It's crazy. Um, so, yeah. I mean, when DMX got with Def Jam, he had fans from Columbia, okay? And, because, you know, it's 1994 album. But DMX, um... His fans, I don't remember, because I was a kid, a little small kid, but... I know, like they said, and people told me that are older than me, that they waited patiently for DMX to, you know, drop his album with Def Jam. But let me tell you something. When he dropped it, oh, my God. It it, it was really amazing. Um, and, I mean, it shoots straight up to the top. I mean, DMX came out the gate um, with the song um, from Def Jam. And it was great. I love this song. I'ma let you listen to a little bit of it. And by the way, before um when when actually when DMX was with um Jeff Jam, he said that he had to pay for something. See this man, let me tell you something about him before I get more into him. DMX was a worker okay he was a hard worker but as i mentioned to you and a lot of you know out there this man had demons okay and it was blocking him and it block him from his success but it was kind of like he was blindsided like you know okay he he know he has all this success he know he have all this going for him um you know he was a good looking guy okay he was not ugly in my opinion okay he was he was a nice, fine-looking brother, okay? And, you know, he had that going for him. But he wasn't really about being vain about, oh, I know I look good. And, oh, I, I know I can rap on the mic. He was more about, let me tell you my story. Let me show you my talent. Let me show you how to get down with this life. You know what I mean? And they say he was really a good person. And I know people that had known him, but I never met him. But they told me he was a really good person. He was—he just, I mean, God, I, I just wish he had a chance to really, like, let's say, keep it clean for a minute. I know when he kept it clean with his grandma, but I mean, when he was at the peak of his success, like, if he could have just, like, kept it clean, you know? Because he wasn't at the success he, he was at that I'm talking about right now when his grandma passed. He wasn't at that success yet. He was getting there, but he wasn't there it was it wasn't his 13 years like i said before early on he worked 13 13 years excuse me he worked 13 years hard to get where he was at and and he he was when his grandma passed of cancer he was nowhere near his 13 years when he stayed sober so when his next one that came out with Def jam it was called darkest hill hill is hot And it was released on May 12, 1998. And, I mean, it shot up. It really did. And some of his songs was Get At Me Man and Rough Rider Theme. And it went to number one. Oh, my God. That's my song, The Rough Rider Theme. (laughs) Drop it like it's hot. There you go. (laughs) Um, And it sold over five million copies and i mean and i remember when i was a kid my mom be like turn that off and i'll be like oh because you know in the song uh rough rider thing, you know he you know he used profanity a lot and my mom like turn that off oh my god i love that song that was my song so it sent dmx definitely to the top and later that year he released um flesh of my flesh blood of my blood and i remember seeing that album cover when i went into walmart i was like interesting but i like this guy music very interesting um yeah i like this part on this song now, when he released, um, like I mentioned, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. And like I said, it went number one again. This is when he was really starting to get recognized with his success. I mean, he was becoming one of the biggest artists of all time. And I mean, he was going global and becoming global. And DMS, you know, he really kept it going all the way into the 1990s. And then he released There Was X, which was my song, Party Up. And uh, y'all know how that go. Y'all go make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. That was my song. Okay. <laughs> and I also love slipping. If you listen to the lyrics of "Slipping," you can like really honestly tell, you know, exactly. You you could just tell. Just listen to the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics are amazing on Slipping. It really is. And um, so later that year, or I should say in that year, I mean, he was at the height of his success. And this is the time when he married his longtime girlfriend. Because when he was struggling, let me just give you a little backstory. Um, when he, he, when he was struggling um, with his drug addiction, still struggling with his drug addiction, he met um, his wife at the time, and her name was and I don't want to slay her name now, but it's Taisha Simmons uh, because he married her, so she took him Simmons. Um, Ty- Tyraisha, I'm sorry. But um, that, that was her name. And let me tell you something. She was his ride or die girl. This woman went hard for him 17 years. And, you know, they met before, before they ended up getting married. But he said, I looked at her because she knew Excuse me She knew that I had my drug addiction She knew my demons I told her She knew me inside and out And he said I said to her One night Please don't leave me Because of my drugs And she goes No I'm not gonna leave you If I leave you It's not because of the drugs But she never filled in that blank And you're gonna find out Those of you out there Trying to learn a little bit A little bit about DMX That's listening to my radio podcast some of you out there gonna find out And I'm gonna fill in that blank real soon Why the reason She didn't leave him for a drug addiction She left him because something else Okay So she rocked with DMX For 17 years And I mean everything was going right For him at this time Like I mentioned his albums Were very successful He was doing great with Def Jam He was known um, globally Worldwide Um, I mean, and he got married to her and they had a beautiful, I mean, before they got married, he had the, um, when they were dating his wife, um, they had, she got pregnant and of course she had a beautiful baby girl. And then later he will be, they will have, uh, I believe three more children together or could have been four but I, I believe i know they had four but it could be five him and his wife well now ex-wife well ex-wife before he exit this earth but um i believe i know they had four but they couldn't have had five together but yeah but they and so i mean he was his career was going up i like this part And I mean, things were like, like I said, really looking up for DMX. Um, and and I, I remember looking at this one storyline of his wife. And she said that, um, <laughs> it's cute though. I have to laugh about it, but it's cute. Uh, she said that she was trying to buy a $500 car. <laughs> and he told her we're rich. We we have money in the bank. Like, why are you trying to buy a $500 car? He's like, she's like, huh? She's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, don't we buy no $500 car? We're, we, don't, we, we got money. And I thought that was just the cutest thing uh, between those two. I was like, oh my God, that is just so cute. That is. Yeah, I mean, DMX, he continued to get in trouble in and out. And I'm pretty sure at this time his wife... uh, I believe her name is spelled T-I-S-H-I-R-A. I I believe that's how you spell it. Tashiri. Either way, how you pronounce her name is very beautiful. And she is a beautiful woman. And um, yeah, but uh, she's stuck by him through thick and thin. And um, I like this part. So DMX, when he like I said his career was going up it was staying there and he started appearing in movies and I remember seeing him in Romeo Must Die with Aaliyah he also was in a movie with Chris Rock I was like oh my god this guy is great I really thought his acting was good I really did and I know one of my friends were like so what do you think I'm like good it's like ludicrous you know his acting is off the chain I'm like this is good I said, "Wow, he got talent." Hmm. I remember watching him, and and also too, I must say, I really like how the way DMX talk. Oh my, this my song. this guy has so much talent and you know he starred in um i believe it was like two or three more movies but he was really doing very well and at this time he would also um do two more albums that t- that topped the charts, and i believe five of his albums um Back to back made him the first As I mentioned earlier in the podcast One of the um, first artists In history And he had more singles Like just was playing Get on the floor And and he had um, Really big numbers And I mean DMX he had so much Success and, And he celebration And he just couldn't Leave his past behind i mean this guy was rocked with demons and it's so sad you know just to talk about and i remember in 2004 i was looking at something on mtv where i don't know if it was a um documentary or what it was but they they were not making fun of him and forgive me i forgot who um the anchor news guy name was but they were like DMX um, record sales are declining um, people are not no longer seeing DMX how the way they used to see DMX DMX is not the DMX that we all know and love and I mean I always backed him like I always was behind him Like I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this man was going to live to be 70. Okay? I mean, I, I I just picture him with Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z and um, just sitting there and smoking a cigar and his friend Irv Gotti just sitting there and just talking about, like, Buster Rhymes and him. They did, like, I think, it was like three or four years ago. And Buster Rhymes was telling him, yo, man, you know, you need to get it together. But I'm thinking that. Now DMX is like 70, you know, he got it together, you know what I mean? Like this man really got it together, but he couldn't get it together. And I mean, honestly, people out there—if you're not like very religious, like I say, I'm not judging you. I'm not holding things against you. But if you're not like very religious, you probably and, and don't understand the devil, or don't understand the Bible, or don't understand the Christian way. You probably will never, never understand the reason uh, DMX had his demons. And like I said before, this man really, really prayed. He really did.
1: He really did.
0: And, I mean, DMX, when his numbers declined, his list of drugs and issues just kept coming. ...and getting longer his rap sheet. I mean, his charges... ...include... ...animal cruelty... ...drugs... ...assault on a prison guard. I remember reading that. He was even driving without a license... ...and carjacking. This is DMX. He's carjacking someone. I'm, I, I mean, you're like... ...DMX? Uh, wow. Okay. I mean, it's really sad. I mean... He even had problems, as I said, I was going to get to in this marriage. And really, okay, I'm going to fill in the blank now. When his wife actually walked away was because he was cheating on her. Like, And not only that, he fathered, I believe, 10 other children. It was 9 or 10 of the kids. He had 17 kids, everyone, in total. 17. 17 kids. And like I mentioned before, his wife. Um yeah, she filed she filed for divorce in 2010. And you know, she said she had enough, but I don't know. I, I she made a statement recently about his death and I really really got to like um look into it. But um I I haven't like watched what she have said lately, but I know deep in my heart is something good. And I really feel that, um, you know, she's mourning and just like everyone else. She really wished that he got it together, but he just never got it together, you know. And when he had marriage problems, things really started to snowball for him. And I mean, he even had problems with child support and back payments. And, I mean, he really tried to revive his music in 2006. And, Jay-Z, I remember reading that. Jay-Z even helped him get an, out of a $12 million debt with Death Jam. Because, like I mentioned before, this guy was doing drugs very heavenly. And, by the way, I want to say this before I continue. Did you know that his death, as I mentioned, he died uh, April 9th of this year as all you listening know and people around the world that know about DMX is, a, and that also a DMX fan. He had his net worth was worth zero. I mean now let me get into this. As they say when you die you are more than what you were when you die. Because now his kids that maybe he was still trying to pay child support to um maybe he was still trying to get it together his back payments i don't know because like i always say one of my favorite things to say if i don't know you i didn't know the person i don't want to hear rumors but if i didn't know you and i don't talk to you how do i know so only he god knows and hey it's possible Whoever he um, supposedly um, owed money to or the IRS. I don't know. But um, now that he has passed. And I wish he would have lived longer. But now that he has passed. I mean he's going to have so many sales and records. And the movies he were in. uh, The magazine articles written about him. That's going to be written about him the music the songs the downloads the views his his kids don't have anything excuse me his children don't have anything to worry about and they and I don't know why you know uh, my mother was saying that to me I don't know why people do that when you die they want to run and they want to um just oh my god oh my god I miss him oh my god oh my god I miss her why can't you say that when someone's alive? You know? I mean, why, why can't we do that when someone is alive? You know? And this is the perfect song right now to talk about this. Can we all just um, honestly see how someone's doing when they're alive and well? Uh you know, um, because, like I said before, I listen to everything, and I'm not one of these people ripping and run and listening to someone when they die. I listen to even though if you're dead or alive, that person, that musician, that artist, I listen to their music all the time. I mean, don't laugh, but hey, I listen to Barbara Triand um I listen to um Oh my God, Uh, Randy Travis. Okay, I love country music. I mean, honestly, I listen to Willie Nelson. I I saw something the other day popped up about him. And I was like, oh Lord. And and this was right before um, Prince Philip and DMX died. I was like, oh my God, Willie Nelson. I was like, because he's a legend in country music. And something popped up about him. And I was driving. I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> but then there was uh Prince Philip. I get on another podcast about him. And then, in, as we all know, it, it's DMX now. And Prince Philip went in DMX. I mean, who's going to be next as I'm recording this radio podcast? Live, but not live. <laughs> as I always jokingly say. I mean, when we hear... We really got to get it right. We have to. And I mean. For you out there. That have beef with someone. That has not talked to someone in a while. They're on your mind. You still love them. You still care for them. Let them really know how you feel. Don't hold it all inside. Don't have this grudge. That's eating you alive. Let them know. Let them know how you feel. You know what I mean? If you want to collaborate. If you want to work with that individual. I mean, even if it's a a relationship. And you want to get back with that person. Or, you know, you miss that person. and, And I'm talking about if the person really didn't do any harm to you. The person wasn't trying to kill you. Or hurt you in a way um your feelings where they talked about you really bad or they try to steal from you or god forbid they slept with somebody you know or um, god forbid your own sibling okay let them know like reach out to them let them know how you feel let them know what you're thinking because they could be thinking the same thing you're thinking and you will never know if you don't try you know, you will never know. You you will never know. You know, I love this beat right here. And I mean DMX, you know, through the years, he really tried to bounce back. Um, you know, 2013, I believe, he um released another album, and I believe that would be his last album. In 2016, he did have another child with a girlfriend of his but um you know he even went on tour and like they say small crowds will show up but people still love him and people still remember him and DMX will always 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 be missed it's just so sad you know what happened to him And I know, um, uh, you know, a lot of you are going to message me and leave comments. But yeah, let me know how you're feeling. Let me know your thoughts. Um, You know, let me know. You know, just let me know. Yeah. um, Because this about let me say this about this death of dmx it's almost like michael jackson um of rap okay because i like i said before um and a lot of people that know me <laughs> uh when michael jackson passed i was just like wow you know like it that was something else okay people talk about that for days weeks months could even be years all right and i believe with dmx the legend and i believe they call him i'm not sure now i think they call him the king of hip-hop i'm not sure but i thought i heard someone say that um from hip-hop magazine of sorts i'm not sure but i didn't say it but i thought i heard that someone call him the king of hip-hop um, mm, we really got to look that up. Mm, I'm interested in that. <laughs> As I say, one of my words, Google it. Look it up. <laughs> I will be doing that myself. Okay. I will be Googling, looking it up. Say, is uh, DMX king of hip hop? Well, hey, if he's not, maybe they'll name him king of hip hop right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's sad what happened to him. It It really is. Um, I just hope in... Pray to God wherever he is, his soul is at peace. Like I mentioned earlier in my radio podcast here, I just hope that he's at peace and um, that he made his peace with God and before he passed here on earth. Because I believe they said that his brain was a vegetable. And they said even if he would have lived, his he would have been no good. And I mentioned that early on that I have not released yet in one of my radio podcasts about Selena Quantanilla, the Tejano singer that was murdered and slain by the hands of Yolanda. I believe her last name is Saldivar. I believe I said it correctly. Um, Selena, that's another thing as well. Um, I believe she wanted to leave this earth and pass over, uh, you know, um, because her brain was a vegetable. And they said that she would have not been any good anymore as far as performing or talking or walking, who knows, maybe they would be paralyzed. And I really believe that when you have that much success and, you know, like I mentioned, these two people, Selena and him, and of course other artists as well, you know, you have your looks and you get into an accident or, you know, someone shoot you or you have an overdose and the doctor is like, well, I don't think this person is going to bounce back um if they come out of this. I, me personally, I really feel like, yeah, I, I will want to pass on to, I, I will want to go over to the other side. And if I see that bright light, I mean, I never die. So I really don't know um, how it is. Um, But yeah, I mean, just seeing that bright light. And as they mentioned, you see a bright light and you know it's not your time to go yet and that's something i don't want to get into um because i mean it was not long long time ago but i did see a bright light um i was like in an accident but hey i everything's great i'm fine thank god i'm healthy i'm alive thank god um yeah as i say live but not live i'm live on this podcast right now but not live <laughs> it's one of my things i say um yeah, so I just really believe that as I mentioned early on in my podcast here talking about DMX today, that when your soul is just ready to transform over or transfer over, however they say it, or you want to say it, you're just ready to go. I mean, it's like you got your bags packed and you ready to leave, you know. You you, you know, and me being spiritual, I always say like say like if I'm at an event or a party or a club and my body just want to go home, like I'm ready to go. Or I could be at the market or I could be at the gym or I could be walking or at a restaurant. And you know, everybody, we, we all experience that every day. And you're just like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave. And you go and you leave. And I really think when we exit from this earth, Um, especially when you are in the state of a coma as Michael Jackson was and others and people that are not famous. Um, when you're in that state, you are just ready to go. Even when you're dying of cancer um that i had a friend mother die of cancer and she was telling everyone i'm ready to go and she died like a few days later i really feel that you know i'm getting emotional right now talking about this cuz like i said i'm very spiritual your body is has is making peace and your body has made peace and you're ready to meet your maker, or you're ready to go up to heaven, um, however it goes, you know. I remember I was in Barnes and Noble's, um, back last year before, uh, Christmas, and I passed this book, and it said, how is it on the other side? And I'm like, should I buy it or not? And then I'm like, okay, the author that wrote the book, did he die before? And I, I really wanted to like <laughs> maybe pick it up and read it, but I was like, nah, I'm not gonna pick it up and read it. I'm not like now, but uh, yeah, or buy it. But um, I, you know, we don't know until we die. We don't know, and um, we don't know. But I do believe in God. I do believe that there's a devil. That God threw the devil um, out of um, heaven. That were named Lucifer, okay? A lot of people be like, you know, you know how I am, Becca. I, I talk about different things and, and I love to talk, okay? But um people say, Don't name your child Lucifer if you ever have a kid. Uh don't don't like the number uh I don't want to say the number six, uh uh, you know, fill in the dot, sort of blank. Um, yeah, but um so I really believe some truth in that. But yeah, I mean, uh it's just sad what happened and a lot of people say, Well, I know I knew that this was gonna happen because the kind of person he was, he abused drugs. I mean, he dropped out of the scene for a while and um I would hear different things about him and as we all know that follow have followed DMX that he would end up in the news or he'd end up you see his mugshot or You hear about him. And I just really feel that maybe he was not around the right people. Um, I mean, his last days, honestly, I really don't know who was um, uh, his mentor, uh, who were his friends. Um, Were he staying in contact with his kids or his baby mamas or... Was he caught up on his child support? Like I mentioned earlier, uh, was he caught up on his payments? Um, I mean, I don't hear anything about he owned the IRS. I don't know, but like I said, on this earth, all that is done. He can rest easy now. Uh, hopefully, if he's in heaven, he's, you know, resting, having a good time. Um, his soul is resting, he's sleeping well, um because they say when you die, you sleep and you're resting well, and you're looking down on the ones you love and protecting them and I don't know, like I say, I've been to that side, but I really feel that um if y you know I don't know if how many times he's been in rehab and how many times did he tried to get help, but I will say that. When you're trying to fight those demons, I I don't, like they say, he prayed on and off. Like he prayed to God. And sometimes you just got to let things go. And I talk about that in one of my radio podcasts about positivity. You have to be in the right set of mind. You have to be in the right set of mind around the right people. Um you know as they say, um you can't live two lives like you can't worship God and worship the devil um and I am not here to judge anyone because whatever makes you happy, whatever you enjoy doing, then you do, like I say, you are you, I am me, you do you, I do me, but I really feel that he pro- possibly could have got it together if he was around the right people. Uh, Maybe uh, if he went to the right minister, um, right church ground foundation, he could have got it together. But I I, I mean, I I, I really feel sad that he passed and I was just like, wow, you know, when he passed away and uh, his family and friends really appreciate all the love and support. And let me play this song right now. This is my song. When I was a kid. Oh my God, I love this song. Party Up. It was my song. Hey. We gonna listen to it just for a little bit. Before I'm out of here. This song. Is what. What blew his career up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and if you see the music video oh my god i know my mom and dad were laughing because i love dmx (laughs) i love the video (laughs) this was my song okay Oh my god, I was like DMX. I played this song I don't know how many times on the CD. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, rest in peace DMX. Earl Simmons. Rest in peace. You are a legend. You will never be forgotten. I want to say this before I'm out of here. I hope each and every one of you listening, your friends, your family, your loved ones. I hope you all staying healthy. You're still masking up. Keeping your six feet social distance until we get this beast, the virus, out of here. And I wish you well. I wish you all a lot of love, happiness, peace, success. Until next time, take care of yourself, love yourself, know that you are loved, and yo, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening. Until next time, so long.